We love you. Don't run. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Amen. Come on now. We'll sing a new song. Spiritual song. Hallelujah. Let's pray and we'll go into the word. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity to enter the word of God. We do so reverently. We do so expectantly. We thank you. You've given us the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into the truth. We expect right now. That our hearts shall be illuminated to the word of God. Our souls shall be renewed with the word of God. And what, because our hearts are strengthened and our minds are renewed, we'll be able to keep our flesh under and do the things you would have us to do instead of what our flesh wants us to do. We thank you for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5.18. Ephesians 5.18. The Bible says, And do not be drunk with wine. In which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. For a little over a month now, we've been on a new series. Well, it's relatively new since we've been on it for a month. But anyway, it, compared to the other ones that I usually have, it's still relatively new. But anyway, we're on a, a series titled, Be Being Filled. Be Being Filled. As Christians, it is our responsibility... To receive this gift from God and be filled with the Spirit. And it is our responsibility as Christians to not just be filled one time, but to be being filled. In other words, it's supposed to be a lifestyle for you and me. It's something that we're supposed to be doing nonstop, continuously, each and every day of our lives. Be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, I'm being filled, I'm being filled. with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, I, I said this before, but I want the rivers of living water in my life flowing at flood stage. You know what I mean? You ever seen rivers when they're flowing at flood stage? I mean, it's getting all over the place. And that's what I want when I walk downtown, when I walk into Walmart, when I walk wherever I walk. I want to be flowing at flood stage and, and just the Holy Ghost is sloshing out of me upon everybody around me. In other words, what I believe is going to be happening is, is miracles and signs and wonders. See, that's the way it's... I, have you ever carried a bucket of water before? I was just pondering this this morning. You ever carried a bucket of water before? You know, when you start to walk with it, what's it start to do? Slosh around, doesn't it? I mean, just think of yourself walking through a crowd of people with a bucket of water. Sloshing all around. Glory to God. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be with the Holy Ghost in our lives. Right. We're supposed to be walking around with, 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 with it so full of Him and those, those rivers of living water, a flood stage, that it's just sloshing out of us upon everybody around us. I want to be like, I literally want to get to the place, and I know I, I, I'm not there yet, and I know it's going to happen. No, glory to God, because I'm speaking it by faith. I want to be like Smith Wigglesworth. Where Smith Wigglesworth walked into the room and everybody in the room fell on their faces, convicted by the Spirit of God, even though they didn't even know who he was. Can, that, can something like that happen? Jerry Savelle talks of a time when he just got through ministering and he, his wife needed some milk and they stopped at a 7-Eleven or stop and go. I don't remember which one it was. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. Convenience store. And he goes, I'll go, I'll go in and get it. Go, I'll go get it. He had just got through ministering. 
walks into the store, walks up, and one of the guys is standing there looking at pornography. And the other guy is the, you know, the uh, attendant or whatever. And he walks, gets the milk, turns around, and, and the one guy's crying. He says, I don't know what it is. Shouldn't be able to see something different about us? You know, they said the, 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 the people in the Sanhedrin looked at Peter and John, and what did they say? We can tell they've been with Jesus. Shouldn't that be the same for us? Well, I can tell my son's been with Jesus today. I can tell. You know, I, I, can I just be real with my daughter Brooke's concern? There are times when she calls up. I don't think she's been with Jesus. <laughs> but there are other times when she calls and you can just see a glow about her. And she'll start to share. God, you want to hear what happened, Dad? And she starts to talking about this thing and that thing and, you know, testifying about what God did through her. That's the way it's supposed to be for us. Every one of you, you got Jesus in you. You got the Spirit of God in you. You're supposed to be so filled with the Spirit that wherever you go, you're making an impact in this world for Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. You getting something? <laughs> All right, that's the first paragraph, so there you go. Thank you, Jesus. In, uh, listen to this. I believe when we get to the place... Where we are overflowing with the Spirit of God, we will see the signs and the wonders and the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. Hallelujah. It will come as a result of us becoming more God-inside-minded. You know, that's one of the confessions I make. I'm becoming more God-inside-minded. I'm becoming more aware of the greater one in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is eternally defeated in this world. Greater is he that is in me than any sickness or disease, any form of poverty or lack, any test or temptation, any form of bondage. Greater is he that is in me! I don't... I... You just know that when you step out to go to work, or you step out to go to school, or you step out to do whatever. His very power is in you. And when I step out in faith, glory to God, an assignment from God, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm, I was thinking about the bucket of water the other, I mean, a moment ago. You know, and, and, and God's sometimes speaking to you at the very beginning, before the service even begins. And I had that bucket of water. Have you ever tried to do a bucket of water like this real fast? It don't spill out, does it? You know what happens so many times with us? We get so caught up in getting things done quickly, getting things done fast, that we miss out on opportunities to share Jesus with others. the other day and one of the things he said 
was that he had gone into a restaurant, and I, and, and I don't know how this the old the whole gist of it happened, but him and his wife were eating a lunch with two homosexuals, and some people saw it, and were do you not know that they're homosexuals? And and he said, oh yeah, I know. See, shouldn't that not did not Jesus eat with the sinners? Congregate with the sinners? Why? Because he, he came to save the, the lost. Are you hearing me? I'm not saying you put a stamp of approval on that kind of living. I'm not saying that you say it's okay to sin. But what I am saying, you love that person. You love them enough to go down and sit and talk with them. And let them know, just because you're gay doesn't mean I don't love you. The experiences we're going to have in God, what we've had in God in the past, and I mean, I've had some phenomenal things happen in my life. I've seen some incredible miracles happen in my life. But what are those things back there? Pale in comparison to what lies before me. Why? Because I'm drawing closer to Him. He, I'm becoming more intimate with Him. I desire this. I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to stay where I'm at. I enjoy my walk with God where I'm at, but I want to go up higher. I want to experience Him in a greater way. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt, when I hear something in my heart, I don't even have to wonder about it. That's Jesus. God's speaking to me right now. He's talking to me right now. I'm going, okay, and you want me to do that, Lord? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, our best days are before us. I'm going to keep saying that, and you better get a hold of that. And you need to say it from everybody. Say, my best days are before me. Because I'm going up higher in Jesus. I'm going up higher because I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, there's one thing I briefly mentioned last week I want to come back to just for a moment. We've been, uh, begun to answer the question of how do we get filled with the Holy Ghost? And as we've seen, part of the process is by our speaking, speaking with other tongues, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And we're going to look at a few other areas in just a moment. But if there is a way to sum it all up, and I want you to get this. If you're taking notes, write this down because this is so critical. Being filled with the Spirit is simply learning to yield to the Spirit of God. Learning to yield to the Spirit of God. And, and, and continuing to yield to Him. No matter what He's leading you to do. No matter what He's prompting you to do. The word yield means to give into, To submit to. To give way to. To no longer resist. How many of the, the Bible actually talks about not resisting the Spirit? I want to tell you a little secret here. If you're resisting the Holy Ghost, you can, I guarantee you, you're not going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're resisting him. So it all comes down to this. There will be times when the Holy Spirit will prompt you to speak with other tongues. What should you do? Speak with other tongues. There will be times when the Spirit of God will speak to you or prompt you to, to, to sing forth a new song. A spiritual song. Or to write a new song down. Or whatever. What should you do? 
whatever he's telling, whatever the Holy Spirit prompts you to do, just do it. Amen. Isn't that simple? But yet, how come people have such a hard time with this? You know what it, I, I, it literally comes down to? Is your flesh doesn't like to do a lot of the things the Holy Spirit wants you to do. <laughs> I can preach from what I've had happen in my life. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt in my life, there have been times where I've been prompted by the Spirit to turn the television off and go into my office and study or more than anything else, just spend time worshiping him. But I overrode it. I was tired. I didn't want to get up. Even though what I was watching was a bunch of, you know, who cares? Didn't mean anything. Doesn't help my life whatsoever. I mean, can you tell me what the first show episode of whatever the, your favorite show is, was about? Can you remember that very first show you watched? Why? Because it means absolutely nothing to your life. Boy, am I stomping all over my own toes right now. I, 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 and I'm, please, I understand me. I am not coming against watching television. All I'm trying to say is, you've got to prioritize your life. You know, it's one thing to say, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes. Are you really seeking first the kingdom of God? I was convicted of it. I, I believe it was because I was up here preaching about it one day. And I, you know, my wife gets up at five in the morning, goes in her office and seeks first the kingdom of God. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I started to get up, and what I do, do now is I go and get my Bible. First thing. I won't tell you how, where I go after I get my Bible, but anyway, it doesn't <laughs> The bottom line is, is I read my Bible first, and I talk to God first. Hello? It, it, what, 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 what a difference it would make. I remember Mac uh, Gover said this to me. Why when you wake up, first thing out of your mouth should be, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And at first I was like, what's so big about that? But then stop and think about it. How many people do not think about God the first thing when they wake up? They think about, I wonder what the weather's like, or I gotta go to work, or whatever. Oh, I'd rather go back to sleep, Ron. But (laughs) hallelujah. Guys, it's just, it's it's learning to seriously say, God, I want to seek first your kingdom. I want to seek first you. And then in choosing to do so. I'm, I, I cannot express to you. And, I, and I'm, I, she hates it when I do this. But I, it, it's living, she's living proof of it. That's the way I, I, I don't do it to put her on a pedestal. I'm doing it because we're called to be examples before you. I've never met somebody more full of Jesus than my wife. I don't know how I could better compliment her than to say that. She is so full of love. And compassion. And, 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 and sometimes I'm challenged by it. But the bottom line is, that's what happens when you seek first the kingdom of God. There's some things that have happened here lately with the, <laughs> the bus. What day were we up here tearing that sink out? Friday? Thursday? We're up here tearing it out and going to town on it. And up, you know, I'm like, there. if it's tearing stuff up, I'm good at it. Yeah. But anyway, but so James and I are back there doing that. And all of a sudden, she, I walk out, you know, pretty much almost done with it. She said, oh, we got a, a problem. I'm thinking, okay, what, little tiny little problem. Oh, it's not a little tiny little problem. It's the wrong sink. We got the wrong sink. And I said, no, it'll work. 
it, they're plumbers. They should they'll make it work. It won't work. And I'm like, well, it'll work. Finally, I looked at it and I said, it ain't going to work, is it? So we had to send it back. And the process of sending it back is ridiculous. And so I'm going through all this process and everything else. And I'm looking at her. She's just as calm, just happy, just smiling. And I told her later on, I said, I was impressed with the way she wasn't getting upset. She wasn't mad. She wasn't angry. She was just like floating through like, ah, ah. And I'm over there going, ah. <laughs> Goes to show you he's been seated. Never mind. <laughs> Glory to God. I tell you, I want to be so full of him. I want to be full of the spirit. I want to live my life filled with the spirit. You know what it comes down to? I want I want to be used by him. I, I, I want it with everything that's in me to do the miraculous, the signs and wonders. But you know what's even better than that? I want to know him more. I want to experience him more. Because I've had those times where I knew that I knew that I knew I was in his presence. How can you ever, how can I ever forget a time where I'm in his presence and waves of love are pouring off the throne and hitting me and washing over me. How can you forget something like that? You can't. You can't. But with God, he's not in the, the business of teasing us like doing drugs. Oh, you get high, but then you crash. With God, you never get high and crash. You just keep getting higher and higher. And higher. And that's my point. If he did that for me back then, how much more does he want to do it for me today? He wants to do these things for us today. Have you had times where you, it was just you and him? And, and you're, you're listening to the, some strange music that only my son and I like to listen to and pray to. But you, you told me about those times. where you're, He's listening to that. And he, says, he knows he's in the presence of God. It's so precious to us, but it's so precious to him. He wants it so much from you. He created us to worship him. And I can tell you with everything that's in me, there's something that just happens in you when you have that kind of experience with him. It changes you and you want more. You crave more. And the good thing about it, he'll give you more. And more, and more, and more, all through eternity. Glory to God. Whew. Now go to Ephesians 5.18 again, if you're probably still there. Whew. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking. Everybody say speaking. speaking. Everybody say speaking. speaking. How do we stay filled with the Spirit? How do we drink of the Spirit? By speaking. Speaking in other tongues, and according to verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, last week I shared with you a spiritual so, uh, song the Lord gave to me for uh, uh, Joan's brother Paul. And I shared that with you. And the, both him and uh, Pastor Jim listened to it, right? Both of them were crying. But the point I want to bring out is this. How many know that it's of, if it's of the Spirit of God, it's also applicable for us as well? 
it's true for us as well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There might be times when you're faced with something similar. I'm not saying the exact same thing, but something similar that that person's going through. And, and, and so what you got to do is, is you got to grab onto it and say, that's for me too, Lord. That's for me too, Lord. And I, I, I told you, when I woke up at three, about 3.30 in the morning, God was hitting me with, what's wrong with this church? Where's everybody at? What's, it wasn't God who woke me up. It was the devil. <laughs> Forgive me for saying that, Lord. It was the devil hitting me with these thoughts. This church is going under. There's, there's, there's nobody here. There's, 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 you know, all, it, it, I'm getting hit with this. And getting hit with this. And I'm like going, devil, you're a liar. You're, you're a liar. I believe what God has spoken to me. And, and, and so, I, you know, and again, it's like I said to you earlier, I began to speak peace over to my life and I went back to bed. But this morning I was listening to the music that I played when I shared that, that spiritual song on Sunday as I'm getting ready. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, that word wasn't just for Paul, that word was also for you. I choose to fight. I choose to fight the fight of faith. You're looking at a man of God who refuses to back off and back down and throw in the towel. God has brought me too far. God has done too much in my life for me to give up and quit now. I am not going to draw back to destruction. I'm pressing forward to fulfill destiny in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. That was all for free this morning. (laughs) Now, let me say this about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, many times, as you're being filled with the Spirit, a song will rise up in your heart. A song will rise up in your heart. Why does that happen? Usually it means you've got great joy in you. You've got great joy in me, in you. The Bible says in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and Joy in the Holy Ghost. And friends, when you're full of joy, not only will there be a smile on your face and laughter flowing out of you, when you're full of joy, not only may you jump up and down and run all around, but when you're full of joy, don't be surprised if a spiritual song begins to rise up in you. Or a song that you may know begins to rise up in you. Let it rip, glory to God. Amen. See, the, it's just, the more you yield to it, the yield to the Spirit of God and what He's prompting you to do, the easier it gets to do it in the, in the future. I like to use John as an example. He's like, going, oh dear, what is this all about? I remember when John first came to Missoula Bible Church. Some of you have already heard me say this before. It bears repeating, especially with him here. <laughs> when he first started coming to Missoula Bible Church, I remember hearing from his mouth, I will never go before the church and play. I will never get up there in front of this church and play. Then it got to the point where he finally got up there and he said, okay, I'll start to play. And it was kind of, he kind of grumbling a little bit about it, but he did it and he started to play. And the more he began to yield to it, the Spirit of God came upon him. The anointing was increased upon his life to the place where he began to flow in the Spirit. And he's playing songs, spiritual songs, and, and, and songs right in tune with what the pastor was ministering. Can that happen with you? Should that happen with you? And notice that when you get a spiritual song, and again, it might be something you just write down. Write it down. 
I'm not, again, I don't have the greatest voice, but I can write things down. See what I'm saying? And many a times, learn this, many a times, it's just a couple of words at first. It's all that God gives you, just a couple of words. But as you begin to write it down, or you begin to speak it out, or you begin to sing it out, it'll just start to flow out. Amen. And, and, and so, but the point is, is that, notice how it says, that these spiritual songs aren't just for you. These spiritual songs are for those around you as well. Because the Bible says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. Um, the, the, the book, one of the places where Brother Hagin has some of his spiritual songs he wrote down is in How to Be Led by the Spirit. How to Be Led by the Holy Spirit. I strongly recommend that book to anybody in here. But at the end of it, he has some of his spiritual songs in it. And it's just phenomenal, some of the words, I mean, some of the things that God gave to him. So one of the ways we stay filled with the Spirit is to speak forth in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and make uh, melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Now look at verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 20 says, Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now does giving thanks to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ involve speaking? Yes, it does. I believe giving thanks to God for all He is and for all He's done is something... Most Christians, I'm going to say it like that. Most Christians need to do a whole lot more consistently. Are you hearing me? Did you know that the Bible says, you, know you know what happens with so many Christians? Instead of lifting a voice of praise and, and, and glorifying God and worshiping Him, you know what they do instead? Grumble, murmur, complain. That's why the Bible says very clearly, do not grumble or murmur. Or complain. Everybody just look at me and smile real big. Because it's not me, Pastor Dan. Oh, really? I'm talking about every day of the week. Somebody cuts you off. What comes out of your mouth? Don't look at me in that tone of voice, my wife. (laughs) I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. It will change you. It will change you. Instead of complaining or grumbling or murmuring, you begin to lift a sacrifice of praise to God. I bless them, Lord. I've had people, I mean, I've had times when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, people have cut me off and flipped me off. And usually when a person flips me off, I'm not a happy converter. Just being real, keeping you real. But there have been times when it has happened, I said, bless them. I bless them. There have been times when all of a sudden something in my flesh starts to rise up. Then I catch myself. Bless them. And there have been other times where I don't catch myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I? No, I'm not going to tell off on myself. Do I have to do that one, Lord? No. <laughs> we, were, we were driving the kids to school, and we lived over in M- Missoula. And uh, the street we were on, there was two lanes, then it went down into one lane, you know, and then it came, went back out eventually into two lanes again. And... and um, we're a little bit late. We're driving there. Everything's going good. And all of a sudden, a car pulls right out in front of me. I mean, you know, one of those times where you're like, oh, what are you doing? But what was even worse? They pulled out in front of me and went slow. And I'm like going, what are you doing? 
get out of the way. And so then we get over into the two lanes. Two car, you know, there's two lanes. I'm thinking I'm going to pass them. You know what ends up happening? He pulls right up by another car. And so what are you supposed to do in that situation if you want to pass? This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to flash your high beams at him real quickly. Beep, beep, I need to get by. Beep, beep. And finally, eventually, I don't remember what happened, but they finally get over it. And as I'm going by, and it's an old man and a lady in a car, flipping me off. Me. And so I kind of go a little bit ballistic. I was not filled with the Holy Ghost at this time. I was filled with the Holy Ghost, but I had not kept myself full of the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like going, I mean, I'm like, are you? And my wife goes, looks at me and says, you are a pastor. <laughs> so anyway, glory to God. And then they had a handicap thing on their thing. And, oh, well. See what God does? It makes you share things you don't want to share. But there you go. Hallelujah. But, you know, if we can learn to, to, to give thanks more, it will make a difference. I'm serious. If you can begin to praise God for who he is and for what he's done for you, it will change you on the inside. It will fill you up with the spirit. The Bible says so. And, you know, it's like with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is no longer what it's supposed to be for so many people. You know what Thanksgiving has become? Turkey Day, let's eat day, or football day. There's football on all day long, something along those lines. It's, it's thanksgiving, giving of thanks. We're supposed to be giving thanks, but it's not just to happen on that one day of the year. It's supposed to be happening throughout the year for us as Christians. Thank God for what he's done for you. Look at your mate and say, thank you, Lord, for my spouse. Look at your kids and say, thank you, Lord, for my kids. Look at the church family around you and say, thank you for my church family. Amen. You have a lot to be thankful for. We all do. Glory to God. So don't complain and murmur and grumble. Give thanks. I was, uh, I, I was reading this story and I thought about it, but it, uh, thankfully I, I came upon it. About a missionary back in the, uh, the turn of the century was, I believe in China. I'm not 100% certain. I don't remember where the person was at. But the person contracted smallpox. And, and, and at that time, there was no cure for it. There wasn't a shot you could take or whatever. You know, there's no way to get. Once you got smallpox, smallpox basically, you're going to die. And so this person began to, you know, seek God about it and seek God for their healing, for her healing. It was a woman believing God for her healing. And, and, and all of a sudden, the Lord showed something to her. She sold, saw one of those old-fashioned scales. And on the scale on one side were all of her asking for her healing. And it was weighing down the scale. And on the other side, just a couple of little things over here were, were her praises. So God spoke to her and said, when your praises balance out the scale for your asking, you will be healed. And she said for the next two days, she didn't eat, she didn't drink water. She just lifted her voice and praised God for the answer. And after two days, she was completely healed of smallpox. I'm telling you right now, here's an answer for a lot of you. Why aren't you seeing your answer quicker, the manifestation quicker? Are you praising God for that answer? I, 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 you know, I, I share this with you guys. I, I shared it with you guys, but I, I do this as an example once again. I have a picture of our vehicle that we have out there on our wall, on my de in my office. And underneath it, I wrote out, on this day, 
Joan and I came into agreement and called this vehicle fully paid for. And then I put a little addendum to it. And we sold our Dodge Durango into the life of this person. And we call in our harvest right now. That vehicle is fully paid for. That's what you need to do. And I think, I think, I look at it and I thank you, Lord, it's fully paid for. I thank you, Lord, it's fully paid for. My point is I'm keeping it before me to remind me to keep thanking him for what I know is going to come to, is coming to pass. That's what I'm saying to you. What is it you're believing God for? Get a picture of it or get if you're supposed to be getting healthy, get a picture of when you were younger and you were healthy. Put it up there and say, glory to God, I'm whole and healthy. I'm going to be stronger and more healthy than I was at that point in time. I have destiny to fulfill. I have people to reach for Jesus. Amen? Glory to God. Give thanks to God always for what he's done, for who he is. Praise you, Jesus. Now look at verse 21. Here's a big one. Woo! Submitting to one another in the fear of God. The New Living says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What does that mean? It means we should prefer others before ourselves. (laughs) I'm going to look down on this one. It means we should be willing to do what the other person wants to do instead of what we want to do. It means coming under the mission of, of, of another. The Bible talks about us submitting to our bosses. Even those that are cruel and harsh. The Bible talks about wives submitting to their husbands. The Bible talks about us submitting to God and to his word. And the Bible talks about us submitting to one another as we can see very clearly here in this verse. Now, I want to say this about submission, because I've heard people say this to me. Oh, I have no issues with submitting. I look at them and say, you have no understanding of what submitting is about. Because submission is difficult and harsh. I mean, hard to do. Submission is not easy. In fact, submission only begins when agreement ends. Did you hear that? The moment you disagree with somebody is when you have an option now. to so submit... Or to throw a fit. It's your choice. How many people, when they get, come into a disagreement with somebody else, begin to throw a fit instead of learning to submit? See all my little rhymes I'm throwing out there right now? I feel like a rapper. No, I don't. Just kidding. Just joking. Now, I'm not saying submission means you become a doormat for somebody else. That's not what I'm talking about. Or you're being asked to do something contrary to God and his word. That's not what I'm saying. For example, I know in my life with, uh, when I was over at Missoula Bible Church, there were, I, would, I would go and have all of this stuff prepared for the youth ministry. Everything was planned out. I had the people that were going to use for volunteers. I knew how much it was going to cost per person. And I'd go into there and talk with the pastor. And it, it, basically, he had to do nothing. I had already planned the whole thing out. And he said, no, not at this time. Oh, I had a choice to make. Do you not understand the time and effort I've put into this? Or I could say, you know, all right, thank you. It's not easy. But if God asks you to do it, 
Hear me now. If God asks you to do it, he gives you the grace to do it. His divine enablement to do it. You just got to yield to it, not frustrate it. You know what I mean by frustrating it? Say, I don't need that grace. I want to respond from my flesh. How many times have you responded from your flesh and really despised what you just did? I know for us, I know big time. There have been times, and I'm just going to be, I don't know why I'm looking at Riley. There have been times where Riley said something to me, and she got under my skin, and I retaliated. I said something back to her, and it hurt me so bad on the inside. I'm just keeping it real. I know that sweet little girl will say something mean to me. Oh, she does all the time. No. <laughs> she handles her own, glory to God. But anyway, she, and, but it, and she, doesn't, she may not understand. I don't know if I ever shared this. It just grieved my heart big time. And, and I had to go back and ask her to forgive me. But the thing I'm trying to get across is part of being filled with the Spirit includes submitting to one another. And what ends up happening is, is you know, like wives, I know sometimes people say, why, God, the, the women are thinking, well, why did God say us women are supposed to submit to our husbands? Why didn't God say the husbands are supposed to submit to the women? What's up with you, God? Listen, if we are truly taking those scriptures according to the way they're written there and in context, the man, the husband, is supposed to love his wife even as Christ loves the church. In other words, we must be willing to lay down our lives for our wives. You hearing me? And I can honestly say I'd do that for that woman right there. I know I would. There's no, I mean, I guarantee you. Someone pulled a gun on her, I'm in front of her. I'm just being real, keeping it real. But the point I'm trying to make is this. Submission is a choice. You have to make that choice. I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to uh, be kind and I'm going to submit. Submit does not mean you do it in anger. Because if you're doing it in anger, that's called your flesh. <laughs> All right. See, everybody's getting a real kick out of this submission talk. Praise the Lord. Where are we at, Jimmy? We're already done? There's no way we're already done. Praise you, Jesus. I'm looking at a good place to... Thank you, Jesus. I just got a couple pages. Can I just finish it off? Because this is really good stuff. It won't take me long. James, is it okay with James? He's the only one. <laughs> I put him on the spot. <laughs> it, it won't take long. It won't. Anyway, I want to so shift gears real quickly. So we're called to, we get filled with the Spirit by speaking, right? Speaking in other tongues, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and making melody in your heart to the Lord, uh, uh, by giving thanks to God, and by submission, Okay? If it is up to us as to how filled of the Spirit we are, what's going to be the motivating factor for us to stay filled with the Spirit? What is the one thing that's going to keep you living a lifestyle being filled? Hunger. Hunger for more of God. Boy, you ought to write that down if you're taking notes. Hunger for more of God. Do you really want more of, of Him? Because if you really do, you'll make time for him. You won't come up with excuses why you won't do it. You're going to say, I'm going to do this. I'm hungry for you, Lord. I want more of you, Lord. And, and, and you'll take the necessary steps to stay filled with the Spirit. Are you listening? And listen, you're going to find those steps. They're not hard. They're not a drudgery. 
They're easy, really. They're really not hard at all. They become something you enjoy doing because they enjoy, it involves having God in your life in a greater sense, in a greater measure. How many know that being hungry is a motivating force? Have you ever gone shopping before and were real hungry and came home with a bunch of food that you did not go to get? When you go to Costco, why do you think they have those little ladies out there? Always, why are there, there's always ladies about this tall, and they're little old ladies, and they're preparing their face. Isn't it true, though? They're always itty-bitty little ladies, and, and, you know, but they prepare that food for you. Why? Because you taste it, and it's real good, and you buy it. You, you're, you're hungry. I won't, I won't go. It's not a good thing to go shopping when you're hungry. And it's not a good thing to go to Taco Bell with your daughter-in-law. I have found this where Riley's concerned, though. This is something, first of all, let me say this. It is a great honor and privilege to have her in my life. There. Now, let's go to the story. (laughs) When we go out to eat, it used to kind of bother me at first because I didn't quite understand it. But now I kind of look at it as a great blessing for me. When we go out to eat, she always orders something really big. And she always has leftovers. But... She doesn't like to eat leftovers. Oh. So I always say to her, why don't you get this instead? Why don't you get a bigger something? I actually said that to, to Joan yesterday, or a couple days ago, whenever it was. We were at a, a jam, and she got a, um, a Reuben sandwich. She was just going to get a half. She, I said, just get a whole one and take the other half home. She did. <laughs> but, but the point I'm trying to get at is... is, is, is Hunger is a motivating force. You will get more than you really want to if you go to a store and you're hungry. And, and, and well, guess what? When you're truly hungry for more of God, you will press into Him with all your heart. Did you hear what I just said? You'll press into Him with all your heart. You will spend more and more quality time with Him. You'll spend more time praying in your understanding and in other tongues. You'll spend more time worshiping him and praising him hallelujah you will truly be seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and he will truly be your all in all what does the bible tell us will happen when we truly are hungering for more of him james 4 8 says draw near to god and he will draw near to you i love that verse because see i envision in my mind that as i'm taking a step towards him He's taking a step towards me. I I just got corrected in my spirit when I said that. Thank you, Jesus. I got to hold on. Hallelujah. How many know the story of the prodigal son? When he came home, what happened? What did the father do when he saw his son coming to him? He ran to him. That's exactly what God just said, spoke to my heart. I'll take a step towards you. I'll run to you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoo. Matthew 5, 6, moving right along. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. The Amplified says they shall be completely satisfied. Completely satisfied. So as you can see, as we can see here, being hungry for God will not only motivate us to stay filled with the Spirit, 
it will also greatly benefit us. Because as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. As we hunger after him, we shall be filled. We shall be completely satisfied with what? With him. Now another thing, and this is the in closing, that's so important to wanting more of something, of continuing to hunger after something, is to really, really like what you're eating. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever gone to a restaurant? You've heard me say this before. And you've had a bite of something to eat, and it was phenomenal. I'm believing that for here in this place. People will come into this place and take a bite of some of the food, and they'll go, their, their mouth, their, their tongues, are, I mean, it's just going to explode with flavor. Amen. And they're going to want to come back, and they're going to tell others about it. When you taste of something that's really good, what do you want to do? You, first of all, you want to eat it all up. And second of all, what do you want to do? Tell others about it. Amen. Well, listen to what the Bible says about our God. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The message Bible of the same verse says, Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Amen. Friends, once you taste it of him, glory to God, you can't get enough. You'll keep coming back for more and more and more and more. Why? Because he's so good. He's so loving. He's so merciful. He's so awesome. And you just can't get enough of him. Thank God when we come to him, get this, he gets excited. God gets excited. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. And he wants to spend quality time with us, his children. Praise his holy name. Because he loves us so much, he's given every single one of us the honor and privilege to go through this life filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God. Think about that. It's up to you and me how filled with the Spirit we will be. It's our choice. So stay hungry. Stay motivated. Stay filled with the Spirit. Amen? Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for the word this morning. We worship and praise you. We thank you so much that this word isn't just something that we're hearing. It's something.